Welcome to Movie Interview, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we have a couple of really good friends with us because some other friends bailed on us. Uh, on this tonight wonderful episode, we have... We have Blake, your truck driving expert. And this is Brian, your mediocrity expert. Because the <laughs> film we watched was pretty mediocre. It was called Over the Top, and it came out in the 80s. 1987, it stars... Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester himself, yes. And Robert Loja. Loja. Robert Loja. Those are the two big names. Yes. We had in mind to watch one <laughs> film from that time period, and we'll probably do an episode in the near future of that. And so we had these cheap beers, because we were going to watch a film that takes place in a bar, basically. We're like, in a Missouri in bar. A, a, yeah, really crappy little backwoods. And we're like, hey, so we have these two beers. We have a Montucky... Cold Snacks, and Miller Lite. And I was like, well, what goes with this? And Brian's wife, Tanya, had the greatest idea. She's like, let's watch Over the Top. Yeah, because it's kind of a working class, I'm going to arm wrestle to gain the respect of my son movie. Yeah, totally. That's a genre, of course. It is a genre. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's one movie, could you make a genre from that? I mean, it exists, so it has to fit somewhere. True. But uh, yeah. So anyway, we were looking at some kind of working class standard bar beers. A, a, bar, a yes. beer you could drink and then drive truck. <laughs> All right. So if you haven't seen this film, Over the Top, uh, it's a truck driver with a lucrative sideline in arm wrestling takes his estranged twelve year old son on a road trip after the boy's mother falls seriously ill and then dies. Did she die from arm wrestling? <laughs> she did not die from arm wrestling. But then why do we care? Yeah. Sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, he, he tries to bond, teaches the kid how to arm wrestle and how to drive his truck. And then, you know, the grandfather, who, of course, has money and is evil. As one I don't even think he's that evil. The movie just paints him as, like, not trusting the, su- the son-in-law. Yeah, he, he just he's, wants what's best for the grandson. If he's anything, possessive. the only bad guys are the, the sweaty, sweaty arm wrestlers in the movie towards <laughs> the end. There's that, a lot of them. That's not even, yeah. maybe not even evil, just crazy. <laughs> So this film, film. I, if you can call it a film, if you can call it, a fi- it's not a great film. I mean, the, the performances aren't great. The music selection isn't great. The, the script are, is lacking. The script is lacking, but, and maybe we'll get into this, but the, the, the bones of an interesting story could be there. Oh, absolutely. This may be a film due for a remake. Yes. And, you know, there's some interesting trivia you had talked about, like, you know, the only reason that Sylvester Stallone made it was because they offered him a lot of money. More and more money until I finally thought, what the hell? No one will see it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, this is so he had already made Rambo 2. Yeah, we were two. I think we figured out two Rambos and a Rocky in. Yeah. And then he he did this. He was well into his career. Yeah. And his brother sang one of the songs. Yeah. I keep forgetting he has a brother. And he was not stellar in this film at all. No, he was, he, he was. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. So. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. He wasn't on the top of his game as an actor, for I mean, sure. I mean, he saw the trivia. He didn't want to do it until they gave him money. And I, I mean, money doesn't really buy dedication. It buys right. a paycheck. So this is like a PG made-for-TV movie. Kind of. It literally has no nudity. No foul language. There's a little bit of small blood. Small amount of violence. Very, very teeny bite of yeah. blood, yeah. And that's it. This is like a Disney film. I mean, it, it, it is almost a G-rated film. Yeah. The really. most violent thing is uh, him crashing through the gate partway through the movie. Yeah. And smashing up that fountain and that door. 
But yeah. it, it is a brilliant insight on the wild world of professional arm wrestling. We don't see this in a lot. I don't think we ever see this in any other movie. I don't know any other movie and, that has arm wrestling this central to anything. And, and how bizarre to to win your son's respect by winning arm wrestling. I mean, this goes back to Brian saying on, on the the mic that there's bones of a good movie. There's like there's a point where he's teaching his son how to drive the truck because that's what you know it's a standard parental to kid uh, rite of passage is teach him how to drive unless you live in New York or somewhere where you don't drive a car. But you know this kid he hasn't seen well, how, in, how to drive clutch even God, which is something I'm, that those of us who have driven a clutch I miss driving clutch we've, we've been through and some of us have tried to teach spouses or friends how to yeah, drive not so watch. successfully yeah well, <laughs> it's hard me too but the, um, but the movie shows this like classic rite of passage of him showing his kid here's how you drive this and the kid's doing okay and then later on kid steals a car to go see his dad in one of the weirdest longest montages of a child uh, skirting Airport security in the eighties. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. I I was like, <laughs> wow, there's some serious freaking plot holes in like how the hell does A he have the money? I genuinely he's thought he was gonna fall that wheel well yeah, that, of that plane. So he's in LA, he's in Bel Air <laughs> and drives to the LAX, goes into LAX, just leaves the truck. Stows away on a plane somehow. Yeah, maybe he hid in the luggage again. Because he hides in the luggage when he gets but off. But then he's walking off of the security terminal and saw yeah. that brute. Boy, this this movie's wild. Th- there are bones of a good movie. If this movie focused yeah. on the trip, like just... So te- teaching the kid how to drive and then the kid eventually stealing a car, that's a classic plant and payoff. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's how you and, do and that's that's good, a movie. good filmmaking, good storytelling. It, it's Yeah, 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 exactly. I feel like if this movie focused on the relationship starting Rocky... And the dad's like, your mom want me to drive you. And they're driving. Still keep the mom passing away subplot where the kid's like, well, now I'm mad. If we weren't driving, we'd have got here in time. Cut out the arm wrestling stuff. Have some other stakes thing that's like blue yeah, collar. I mean, you, you could be. Some other blue collar thing to make the kid like. Or, or classic pool championship. Or, like the, yeah. or the truck breaks down. The, kid, the yeah. dad's like incapacitated. And the kid fixes the truck. Like that would be. And then you see this like, uh, like, like kid in a rich. A private school learning real life skills and he learns like to love his father life lessons how to how to live in the real world yeah and then because and even this at kid the end, is at a at a private military boarding school yeah when pretty much which him. i'm sure there's skills to learn there but then you get to see you know, the blue collar stuff. it would have been great to see the kid like oh you know you can do this and this to do this oh, i never thought about that and then i don't know how to get out of this here's how you get out of it, it we could have gotten a really good movie apparently one of the screenwriters said he was in tears watching the final cut because they added a lot more arm wrestling and truck driving than he wanted. Well, you know, it is Sylvester Stallone, and you know he talked like this, and he doesn't really mumble that much. He, he mumbles a lot mumbles, now. You know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so he's an action star. <laughs> yeah, He's not meant he, to have yeah, a lot of lines. And, and let, let's talk about this film's love of montage. Non-stop. There are wall-to-wall music and lots of montage. three or four, like, lengthy montages they they just didn't have scenes to shoot i guess the there's the one where he's bonding with the kid they're really long does the one towards the end count as one or two it's really kind of two because it's the travel montage and sly going through the the competition montage right through the brackets of the the double elimination competition yeah but then there's a scene 
and then they do another montage with some more that's true yeah so they they lean on that a lot and it doesn't help the film no it does not i mean it's so beautiful scenery i mean some of the driving it's like oh hey we're gonna spend five minutes of film just showing a truck go down a freeway i mean it works for car commercials (laughs) it does but you know it's a old ratty truck and it's like Although that one shot, Brian, Brian pointed out that one shot where it's like sunset, and it's the truck in the foreground. I thought it was in L.A., though. Yeah, but it's still, like, it was a beautiful shot. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the cinematography was beautiful at points in this film. At points. The the direction and the script and the acting were pretty me- mediocre. Yeah. yeah. so good. Yeah. Would you say they weren't over the top? They were not Slam. over the top. Oh. They were definitely not over the top. <laughs> but they they did have, and I think we we discovered that there were professional arm wrestlers. Oh, yeah. There yeah, were yeah. professional wrestlers. There uh, were professional actors. Robert Loja. <laughs> uh, so four of the arm wrestlers were Scott Norton, John Brznik, B R Z E N K, Brzenk, uh, Cleve, Cleve Dean. Helen Fisher. I feel like I'm having a stroke reading these names. So but, I, you know, so I, I would say that having seen this film a really long time ago, and having seen ESPN Ocho, yeah, there, how, there how, are actual competitions sanctioned and like legit. And you're oh, saying yeah. why do they had to have you know eight referees? That did throw me for a second. Well, the everyone's watching something very specific. There's a set of rules and guidelines on how do you what you can and can't do while you're at the table doing the arm wrestling thing. And if you break one of those rules, you're eliminated. So I did hear them say, keep your shoulders squared. Dan mentioned the feet. Yeah. So shoulders, feet. I assume wrists, hands. Like yeah. how So if your hands come apart because they're sweaty. Yeah. You know, then you have to restart the match. Are they sweaty from sweat or from drinking uh, motor I don't oil? Know. That was that was pretty gross. A dude drink motor oil. They they made an effort though to actually show <laughs> people wearing platform shoes though. That which was, you that's right. Yeah, platform shoes to set them higher, higher up yeah, gives them, them give more them more leverage. Gives them more yeah. leverage and more. So I'm angle. curious if there's a certain height that they don't allow. I don't know, <laughs> but that's interesting though. The, it was mainly women and the smaller people had them, and not yeah. the big yeah, big guys yeah. who were just like wow. The big dude, guys looked like bowling balls with arms. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, so big. I think that if they would have cut out maybe five minutes of competition montage and actually went through kind of the rules. So the audience could see what was going on. That yeah. Would have, that might have actually heightened the competition and made the tension of the final the final showdown between St- Sly Stallone and his opponent mean a little bit more because we, 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 we could know. We had no context. Yeah, we had no context. We could know what he was going for and what, what uh, rules he was trying not to break. You know what movie does that really well? And this, I'm, I'm not trying to get on a tangent here. Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. Like you understand fully what the rules of these dumb beer games are, and you're like, oh man, oh man, like it's heightens attention more here. Like a lot of vibes, a lot of dressing. Like I understand the yeah, feeling of, of it. A lot of cuts to people's anguished faces. Yeah, but we don't really know what it means. Other you know? than the guy's arm that gets broken. Yeah. Well, <laughs> according to the trivia, that one's supposed to happen. <laughs> that dude's arm actually got broken. Yeah, so, so, one, so one pretty one cool. Like, they left it in the film. Pro <laughs> arm wrestlers, their arm really got broken in this this film. Yeah. Good lord! So it's real. They were film. really they were really doing it. I mean, that's you're not gonna fake that face 
when, in the effort that's and the strain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, really yeah. going to do it. And, and you if have, they're professionals, like, that's what they do. Your muscles need to be in a certain tense state for you to move your face that way. Yeah. Right. You're, you're exerting yourself and putting stress on the body, and you're trying your hardest to do one thing. Yeah. And then when you fail, it's all over. You lose. With, with a heavy synth in the background and one yes. of many uh, front men singing uh, one half of Daft Punk's music. Yeah. So George Motor did the music, did the scoring for this. Lots and lots of synth and piano throughout the whole wall-to-wall music, baby. It's like front to start. And uh, we had, what was it called, Brent? Tingly? Tinkly? Oh, okay. Any of the emotional scenes, there was very treacly piano. Treacly. Which is really kind of a mediocre way to approach emotional scoring. But it's common, and people are used to it at this point. Yeah, You've seen it in TV and movies so much. I think the most popular one I can think of is the Incredible Hulk TV show. When you get that bam, bam, bam. Bam, 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 bam. As he's walking away, yes, thumb yeah. out. Yeah. You're like, oh, Bruce or David, whatever they called him in the show, will you ever find happiness? No. Yeah. And then he fought Thor. <laughs> yes, he did. And won. Oh, yeah. The first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, we digress. But we digress. <laughs> so I, we talked a little bit about the music score because I was like, oh, I swear that sounds like Kenny Loggins. Yeah, and you guys were like, man. he's like, no, it's not. And I was like looking up on my phone. I was like, yep. Original soundtrack, Kenny Loggins, and it was that scene. It was like halfway through the film. I was like, that sounds like Kenny I can admit when I'm wrong, and you nailed it, man. And this was also it the one of the during the tournament was Eddie Van Halen and um, um oh geez I, no, we saw that we saw the names like minutes ago yeah so it was basically uh, Van Halen but George Motor had written the songs and they were playing yeah it. the and lead singer like, from Asia was one of the the yeah. singers. Uh, can't log it, boy. So clearly, 1987. Oh yeah, this over. film was made for its time. It was. It, it's. I think it's why uh, people assume a lot of things about 80s movies because this did kind of have a lot of the tropes I hear about. We also had kind of smoky bars. Like, yep, yep. I noticed from, how from all the hazy. smoke, it's very hazy and things are a little out of focus. Like the the sports things overly packed. I feel like a lot of '80s movies, people were just jammed into places. So yeah. Yes, they were. And, and women with big hair, big hair, mullets. Du- women with, with mullets. Women with mullets. Dudes with a very specific mustache. Like the '70s yeah. had beards everywhere. Like a lot of Spielberg films had beards, and then you know, fashions changed, and there was just you know, steady mustaches. Well, the question is: is how many sets of poodles did the big bad guy who had won five years in a row have? One truck worth? I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, oh, he's gay as hell, dude. What the uh, hell? I hope he and his husband are, are uh, going to find solace in his loss. Maybe he'll, yeah. maybe he'll do like in a uh, best in show and make a, a calendar for their, their poodles. <laughs> Something like that. So I was thinking, I was trying to figure out if they did this today, if Brian and I get off our duff and rewrite this movie, who are we going to put in the lead role? Like what actor would you want to see in the slice sli- part? I'm sure we can find a good kid actor. One of the Fannings, I'm sure, is still young. Like, I'm trying to think. I, I said Robert Downey Jr. earlier. Right. I wouldn't hate, uh, after seeing him in Logan, uh, Hugh Jackman. Daniel Radcliffe. That would be cool. Because he definitely like really young, jacked. He kind of is already. <laughs> <laughs> like, Daniel Radcliffe would be fine. I feel like Hugh Jackman, he's pretty brawl. Like, he, he can play serious. I could see him being like, Definitely. I just want to see my kid, man, and like have to do MMA to like pay the bills or whatever. I think he, I don't think he could do arm wrestling. I think you'd have to switch it up. It, to it would not, yeah, it, it couldn't be arm wrestling. Be, but you'd have but to some, do like MMA well, yeah, yeah. Thing obviously, or some other blue collar like busted knuckles thing. But like, who, Brian, do you have any uh, suggestions of who you want to see trying that role? If we did it today, 
No. Dun, dun, it's tough, dun, right? Dun, yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, I want to say Danny DeVito, but he's perfect for every role. I mean, Daniel Craig would be interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see James that. Bond. Especially if they do like a little mix of blood sport where it's like underground yeah. uh, well, and, fighting. And you had mentioned earlier Robert Downey Jr. I would love to he see would that. Be actually, he's a, really good. He'd have to be strung out on some drugs. Great well. actor. I don't. I don't think he have to be. It's certainly not a direction. Well, no, we can I mean take. as part of the as part of the film. Like no, I know. Like, I'm, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's, he, a, he it's an option. Off. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. hate seeing it. He played a a, distra- a strange son in the juror movie or whatever and, that was. And and he would have to joust to win his son's favor. There you go. Oh my God, I love the script we're writing. And you can get, <laughs> you can get Jodie Foster to play the dying wife. Yes, she she. I bet she knock out of the park. She would reprise her her role in Nell. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a Nell sequel. We don't tell anyone about. That's right. <laughs> Until the very last scene, <laughs> it's like, oh, we're mad now. We hate this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so, any any other final words? I mean, if it's you're a gonna, movie. It's it's completely <laughs> it's G. This is a G-rated movie. Seriously, like, there's no violence, no nudity, no language, nothing. It is just like, did we just watch a Sunday morning kids movie or some shit? Yeah. I don't that, know. When you've watched every other movie there is on Netflix, watch this film. <laughs> it, it 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 does have, as someone coined, a cultural touchstone or touchstone, or it it has its moment in time right right and it deserves respect for that moment in time but only for that moment in time not yeah. beyond that moment in time because it does not age well no of all of the like what the hell is this like eight-year-old like stealing a car he has no money and has no idea how the hell is he getting through an airport on an airplane to fly to nevada to las vegas these are phenomenal questions <laughs> i wish i had an answer for you there, it's like He's just running off the plane. And he's like, I see the guys. And so he runs back down onto the tarmac where there's no security. Yeah, that part feels like a just, Disney movie. And he then just jumps on one of the luggage things. And I'm just, and then makes it through luggage. I was like, yeah, okay. He made it through the area that I think luggage gets banged around a lot because there's no human hands to make sure it's okay. Yeah, that's, I, you know, it's one thing to like, be smart and and creative and be able to get yourself out of a situation. It's another to just like this is just bullshit, dude. It is. It's really I don't I don't get it. Brian and I will pitch a spec script to Disney and bring back the uh, those classic Disney movies where a plucky kid outwits dumb adults. Well, Nickelodeon you know, did it too. <laughs> I, I don't know why the kid didn't just keep driving the truck all the way to Vegas. Why did he drive to LAX to get on a plane from Bel Air? From Bel Air. I mean, that's a, like a four-hour drive through traffic. <laughs> that's right. He would have made it to Las Vegas quicker if he just drove. Boy, yeah, these are questions I genuinely want to answer. It, it is literally only like what a two and a half, three-hour drive. No, it's about five hours. Is it? Yeah, I've never driven that, so I wouldn't know. I've I've gone from San Francisco through Sacramento to Vegas, mm-hmm. but I've never gone down to LA. LA. In LA, uh, kids are always driving cars in LA. And product placement in this movie is Oh my God, fabulous. I want some Carl Jr. so bad right now. Out of control. <laughs> Every scene. Had we, I want a cold, we frosty saw, Budweiser. We saw at least 10 items. <laughs> if not more. That so, were product placed. Calling them out, calling them out. Alka-Seltzer a few times, Carl's Jr., Budweiser, uh, like two other beer brands, right? Yeah. Duracell. Uh, Duracell copper, the Copper Top. The Copper Top. All, all those other... Uh, what do you call those? Like when it's just a bunch of like merchants all together at a like at like a, a trade convention. show. Trade, trade show, show, trade show, yeah. trade show. I'm sure. Did they try? Did we see what the truck trucks were? Like what brand of 
manufacturer they no, were they, but never they had brewed, those. they had brewed aftershave on the side brewed of one of them they never showed yeah. what the Stella car was which feels weird in a world where like it was clear you could tell when Marvel dropped one car support you know advertiser for another because then everyone stopped driving the one brand for the other brand right, yeah. Audis were suddenly not in the MCU <laughs> and here all about trucks we never find out what trucks they are yeah, I, did, I couldn't tell if they were like Freightliner. <laughs> they were Transformers. Peter Bill, Brian, that's Peter our twist. Or whatever, yeah. They didn't really talk <laughs> about didn't, that. didn't focus on that. No. They, they did show the kid trying to drive. It's like you realize there's two clutches and not just a single clutch in most trucks. I don't think that child was heavy and enough to move one clutch. He couldn't, and that was why he was struggling so hard when they were trying to teach him. But anyway, I digress. The new twist is that uh, Optimus Prime is the estranged father and the truck. <laughs> and the truck. <laughs> Robot arm wrestling. We got back, babies. So, speaking of <laughs> mediocre, we had a couple beers. We did. We're going to talk about these briefly because oh, they were goodness. not so good. Yeah, no. so this is the part of the podcast where we're going to start talking about beer. And so we watched this movie called Over the Top. And Over the Top takes place in a diner and in a bar and arm another diner. And then an arm wrestling yeah. thing. And then and a Robert hospital. Lo- Robert Loesch's house. A, yes, and at a very expensive, rich and, house. And it's very much a story of... Uh, kind of a class warfare of yes. working class triumphing over upper class. Correct. And at this point, we have some really lower class beers that we had selected for the other movie, but they worked really well with this one because this is, again, you know, lower class. So we have, uh, we punished ourselves. Working class. Working class. Not Th- class thank sorry. you, Brian. Good working save. I was thinking, I was going to say college class, but okay. <laughs> yeah. College, lower, <laughs> upper, middle, doesn't matter. It's people drink bad beer all over the place. Yeah. Because it's cheaper. Because it's cheap. And some people can't afford $8 a can. Correct. <laughs> Lucky I can on occasion. So we went with uh, Miller Lite, which it's is a eight fine Pilsner beer. It's an $8 for a case. <laughs> It is. It was, and these are tall boys. It was like eight bucks for a 12 pack of tall boys. I was like, um, okay. That is almost cheaper than a, a case of water. It is. And that's why I was like, Brian was complaining how much it didn't have flavor. And I'm like, well, it is basically just water in a can. So it's probably got adjuncts. I mean, it's like 4.1%. It's light golden in color. And it has a, a foamy white head if you were to pull, pour it out. And it would have a faint green aromatic little sweetness on the front but there's some cardboard activity going on on the I back. think I got I think I got a tiny bit of the sweetness early on before it warmed up once it warms up it's gone yeah. it's flat as hell and you just want to chug it at that point if but, it warms up but Dan the can tells us inside is a fine pilsner beer brewed with the highest quality ingredients we use choice hops from the Pacific Northwest as well as the noble Saz 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 hops and deliver more taste aroma and color with only 96 calories Per 12 ounce. So, Saz so is a check hop. So technically true. Yes. <laughs> so Dan, what specialty beer emporiums can we find this fine beer? Anywhere across <laughs> the United States. Pretty much any dive bar. Probably most diners you go into. If probably they serve some, dinner, also have draft beer or cans. Probably some ditches on the highway. <laughs> yeah. You can find this pretty much anywhere. Any grocery store, any, any convenience store. It's everywhere. And... I had a hard time finding a small quantity to purchase. I did really just want a four pack. They don't sell them. I don't know if they do six packs of this. They don't. They only do 12s and up. Yeah. And I went to multiple places looking for like, all right, I don't want to spend a lot of money on this cheap beer because it's just going to go to waste. It's just like water. But you Well, know, as, as the as someone who believes in silver linings and trying to find the good in anything, if, if it's possible, this is something, you know, if you don't want something with a lot of flavor and you don't want something that's going to like fill your belly, 
get with the fellas, uh, watch, you know, get a pack of this and watch uh, like a or, or, MMA competition. Or if you're or on a keto diet and you just want like yeah. one carb yeah. per yeah, can. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so what makes it light is that it's both low in carbs. Yes. And low in alcohol. Is low that in correct? Alcohol. Well, yeah, it's 4%. So, I mean, it's, it's, so if you know, like Utah state laws, you can't sell anything in a grocery store that's above 3.8. So oh, they yeah. have a slightly lower alcohol version of this in like Utah, but in Washington, Oregon, and California, they'll sell whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, it's funny. There's a lot of like light beer commercial like slamming on each other. The big like Miller Coors and, and it, like, it's so often uh, like we t- have, taste is touted as like the top thing. Yes. Like, we have a better taste with lower calories, or we just have one more calorie and we taste better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a pretty. I think it's. I mean, as far as advertising go, it's clever. Yeah, because it's like yeah, we know we suck. People but know people we're well, better than they. People know, people know <laughs> one's not a whole lot of a number. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they know that. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean this is a beer I had many many millennia ago and glad I switched from drinking bad beer to drinking decent beer. Yeah. The second beer that we had, I'll I'll ride for this beer. Um Montucky Cold Snack. So Cold Snacks, so Montucky Cold Snacks is the name of the brewing production. Yeah. Cold Snacks also produces other things, not just Montucky. This is out of Bozeman, Montana. Montucky is a commonly referred term for people who live in the state of Montana, what they call themselves because it is rural, backwoods, not so urban, chic. So they kind of make fun of themselves by calling it Montucky, but that's okay because this is actually, while it's the same alcohol percent, has flavor. Yeah, this actually tastes like beer. And not it, just beverage. It's a really good classic American lager. It's got some mild, mild hop aromas and flavor mm-hmm, that don't mm-hmm. stand out. It's a little grassy because it's in a can that's probably not the best can liner. It's, you know, it's like a faint metallic kind of vibe on the back after it warms a little bit, which is fine for this style of beer. The It's just straight water, though. I mean, your carbonation is going to drop as soon as you open it after about two minutes. Yeah, it, 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 it goes flat fast. It's comparable to the first beer we had, the Miller Lite, but it's slightly elevated. It's a, Is that a correct assumption, Dan? Yes. Yeah. Elevated like the Buttes in Montana. Yes. And well, so the, put in some Western the, music here, Dan. The, the flavor <laughs> is better. Agreed. Yes. It's probably, all right, it's the same alcohol content. It's probably got a few more carbs. And that's probably where, where some of the the flavor comes from. Yeah, I mean it, it is hard to be on a low carb diet and live a f- full life. Yeah, you just got to balance it. You got to balance. It. I like got to c- find yourself some cold snacks to eat with that dr- cold snack you're drinking. That's I, right. I like the can on Montucky because they have a couple of fun little bits uh, underneath the barcode uh, with the, next to the recycling symbol. Don't be a jerk. Correct. And at the bottom along the uh, the front, which is a very cool, uh, like minimalist, like what, four or five colors total in this can yeah. with blue being a highlight, like the blue skies of Montana. And at the very bottom, 8% back to local causes. I assume local to Montana, but I think it's kind of cool. There's a pretty well distributed uh, beer company saying, hey, whatever you buy, we'll give 8% to local Hopefully they're actually doing that, but yeah, who I knows? like it. And it says there's also a little thing at the towards the top of the can that says the official unofficial beer of Montana. Yeah, it's fun. Hashtag Montucky Cold Snacks. Yeah. And so where would we find Montucky Cold Snacks, Dan? In the Pacific Northwest, 
all over the place. They're really, really widely distributed. Pla- Plaid Pantry usually yeah. carries them. I've always seen them at Safeway and Freddy's. Yeah. Um, you can can you get this on draft anywhere? I don't. I, I've never had it on draft. Usually, whenever I buy it for the house, I'll pour it in one of my pint glasses. But I yeah. Unlike unlike the Miller Lite, I don't think you can get this uh, drafted. So it's like six bucks a six pack of Tall Boys. So yeah. it's like a dollar beer. I'm like, I'm willing to spend that. Yeah, for something. If yeah, I'm going to go that's light, reasonable. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, especially for watching like a pretty lightweight '80s movie. Like these, these yes. match the movie well. It's. Yeah, I think they you know, absolutely go. I think they both went really well. With if we song. if we took a step with this movie, I'd be like, Dan, oh, no, this no. is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, no, you need something light and refreshing. And you know, even if you don't want to do beer, get yourself something that's got a little carbonation in it yeah, or well, something. A little bit of a kick, because you know, there's some fun scenes where the the father and the son bond over some interesting things that they do together like when the kid beats the three ugliest children i've ever seen in a movie (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah those kids were pretty damn ugly i don't know where they found them but they need to take them home (laughs) (laughs) maybe they found them in the rolling hills of montana montucky cold snack yeah yeah, yeah. drink a beer (laughs) all right so any any thoughts on this film before we say adieu to our guests and friends and those listening Unlike a lot of 80s movies, I don't think this is required viewing. No. I, I've never claimed that anything needs to be seen by people. There's movies I'd say it'd be good to watch for like film historical reasons. Like yeah. like uh, like Back to the Future, I think, is relatively required. It's a pretty classic film. Everyone, you know, it's well done. It's well made. This, I, if you want to watch like a Sylvester Stallone movie, watch one of the more violent ones. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely wouldn't watch this film by myself with friends. It's okay. Yeah, but yeah, because you can MST three K the crap out of it. it was yeah. a lot. <laughs> we skipped a lot. We missed a lot of dialogue, but I don't think we missed so much dialogue. We you know what I'm saying? Thing. <laughs> I I had never seen this before. I don't ever see it, need to see it again. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Watch the key scenes. Got to have some fun, uh, fun with some bros. You could probably find it on YouTube for free. Yeah, it's probably yeah. one of those at this point. They don't I believe really, that. Told the guys I was like I saw this on VHS a really long time ago. So I had been familiar with the film. I right. knew what it was about. I couldn't remember all the specifics. But then a few years ago, we did a cross-country road trip and happened on the way back through Muncie, Indiana, and went to Three, Fro- Three Floyds Brewing. And this was the movie they were playing inside their, t- their tap room. And it was, you know, just the ambiance fit the movie really well. Yeah, and yep, I think yep. that that was a good call. So I could see, like, if you're going to be in a like a fun, it, it's a good background movie, background thing where you do, with, you're where not you hearing can just it, refer you just see it. to it, like, oh, we're in the middle. There's a pause in yeah. conversation. Oh, look, what's that? Oh, that's yeah. a weird montage. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to know the dialogue. Yeah, you could watch this. Hey, it's sliced alone. Yeah, you don't need to hear what he says because what he says has no bearing there's on nothing. the film. There's and nothing. And his there. acting is terrible. Would you put any of the yes. credit on the kid actor? He had some fake cries that were. Yeah, eh. yeah he was okay, but I, I like it was the a bad script. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty rough. Not right. like this delicious Montucky Colts. <laughs> I'm just pivoting into being a spokesman for Montucky now. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. But if every single movie in beer now, I'm just gonna drop Montucky. Hopefully, I'll get some sponsorship deals. Yeah, no, you never know. If I don't, I'll just start arm wrestling. But I would say so, Michael or David Mendenhall, who. Back then in the eighties, he was in so many films, and we were at we were, we were like we need to do a little research and see like how did he turn out because as a young person when you're in that many films, especially in that time frame yeah. when they didn't treat kid actors with basically they didn't they, a lot of times they didn't see the money no 
Like, and, and the parents saw it or whoever the, the person who was there. The person who forced him into acting? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we've seen him in other stuff. And I'm just like, oh, wow, I wonder, you know, that one kid again who was on that spaceship drinking a beer. Was yeah. that a Budweiser on the spaceship? I think it was. It, it had the same color marking. It was both it was red weird. and white. Some really old 80s sci-fi movie about pirates in space. And Boy. he was one of the pirates' kids. This is a tangent. Yes, and we're way <laughs> off on it. So thanks for hanging in there and listening. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry we've digressed a bit on this one. but I'm not. This is great. <laughs> this is good. how we roll. This is how we roll. So, you know, as, as always... You know, the opinions expressed during the taping, this recording are those of the hosts, and someone was at least hydrating during this by drinking a Bud Light. If you, <laughs> or a Miller Light. If you don't hydrate, Montucky, if you don't hydrate you're going to sweat out all your electrolytes and then dehydrate with your arms shattering on the I know. Board. just snap when you try arm wrestling yourself. Have you ever done that? I don't think <laughs> I have. I probably have. I'm sure, I've been, I'm sure I've been drunk enough to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for hanging in there and listening, everybody. This is Brian signing out. Thank you. Blake says goodbye. Oh, yeah. So take care. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.